We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. WGR. Here's the American dream. Dusty Rhodes and Dusty, your fans welcome you back, man. Sports Radio 550. I don't have to say a lot more about the way I feel about Sports Talk Saturday. No respect, no honor. There is no honor among thieves in the first place. He put hard times on Dusty Rhodes and his family. You don't know what hard times are, Daddy. Hard times are when the textile workers around this country are out of work. They got four or five kids and can't pay their wages, can't buy their food. Hard times are when the auto workers are out of work and they tell them go home. And hard times are when a man has worked at a job 30 years. 30 years. They give him a watch, kick him in the butt, and say, hey, a computer took your place, Daddy. That's hard time. Want to talk to the guys on Sports Talk Saturday? Call or text us now. You put hard times on this country by taking Dusty Rhodes out. That's hard time. Sports Talk Saturday on WGR. Good morning. We'll try that again. The button didn't work. It's not my fault. Good morning. If you're in parts of the western New York area, you may be dealing with several feet of snow. If you're in other parts, you might be... It's sunny out. I, I, I don't know. It's turned into... We've done this a million we've done times. The stance. We've done the stance. This is what we do. I'll tell you, as a former... As a, as a kid that grew up in Hamburg in the South Towns, when I wake up in downtown Buffalo, like city, city, right downtown... And I, you know, and there's a snowstorm. I imagine what it would have been like to be a kid that grown up that grew up downtown and didn't know what it was like to wake up and immediately go to the TV at 5:45 to see if your school has been canceled because it just appears like. And I've lived in the downtown downtown part of the city now for over two years. No snow, just no snow. Yeah, whatsoever. it's been thin. Lately, it's, it's just there. There is a wall that blocks the city. I don't know what it is. It just we don't get snow. Well, you got it. The winds have to be right, and I mean we know it. Like uh, uh, people who who might be like, we're, uh, we said they were going to get snow. Where's the snow? Because the band moved five feet. That's why. Yeah, five feet. That's we know how this works. Yeah. The wind moves just a little bit. And, and if ins- you're listen, as a, I lived in South Buffalo for two years, and I lived in South Buffalo when the big storm hit. You know the what what is that is that deemed a storm? Do we call that something? Sure. The great storm of 2016. I, 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 is that what it is? You name it whatever you want. Name it Phyllis. I like what I like to name it is empty Doritos truck because well, it'll forever be it just in the back of my mind. Is during that storm, I lived right off of uh, Seneca, mm-hmm. Seneca and Indian Church, right down oh, yeah. in the heart of South Buffalo, right across from Cas Park, right, um, and. There was a time during that storm that the National Guard was stationed outside of our door in the front door in the parking lot that was across the street from us behind the Zang or behind the Chinese uh, restaurant that's right there. And um, we decided to, after two days of you know running out of alcohol and running out of you know basic you know, bread, uh, cheese, that sure. sort of thing, uh, we decided you know what we're going to strap up. 
we are going to go walk. We're going to go, let's see if there's a corner store that has somehow found its way open. And, of course, a corner store, of course, found its way open. Of course. Um, And we walked down Indian Church, took a right down Seneca. And as we're walking down Seneca, you start to realize the gravity of how much snow fell and how much it fell as quickly as it did because there were just abandoned cars everywhere with broken windows and this is the best part is i'm walking and there's like clearly a path it's it's very apocalyptic it's very like day after tomorrow Mm -hmm. where there is a pathway that has been i don't shoveled in the middle just walked over I'm, i'm not sure how the pathway was created nonetheless it was created right and so i'm walking and all of a sudden you know it's snowing in the distance you see a big white thing in the middle of uh this would have been the street that you know right over there in south buffalo you go to seneca maybe that's tift i don't know whatever it is over there and all of a sudden you see a doritos truck with its doors ripped off and empty dorito bags everywhere oh that's a heist it was so the dorito man abandoned his truck he abandoned his truck in the middle of the intersection was like i'm going home like, I, I'm not dealing with this. And um, I walked past, and that was the first time that I had walked. And it, it, it felt real like I was in, like, the Sudan, but there was snow. It just felt weird walking past a Doritos truck, which is like America 101, you, right? Okay, so let's make this let's, – let's – entertain this question yeah let's do it so you're walking by and you see the truck i do it's but it's the aftermath it, yeah, is. it is there is no clean. doritos left inside not that i know clean i did down. not go in to check just so you know you're walking past a clearly abandoned truck yep. we're in you're in a snow apocalypse and people are going and people are going to town cops driving by they don't care don't it's care clear, it's clear. well they weren't driving by there was no capability right. it's to legal drive salvage at right that point. right that's right so what what snack does it have to be for you to keep walking like, if you're just like, no, I don't care that I'm dying. I don't care I don't have food in the house. I am not getting that. I don't want it. Because Doritos, clearly, you'll that go in the truck, you're getting Doritos. And not only because when you go in the Doritos truck, there's probably four, five, six different flavored of Doritos. Yeah, it's the, it's the smorgasbord, right? And may, so maybe you're not getting maybe you're not getting wild. So you're saying, like, which would I rather just what snack walk is there into, that you into would, my demise? Even in the middle of apocalypse of legal salvage wreckage on the highway, you're not grabbing it. You hate that snack that much. It's that a is snack. Just like, absolutely See, not. Absolutely um, not. Don't want it. This is going to... Maybe this... Will, I, this is tough because I want to say it's those... Not the cosmic brownies, but the ones with the, the walnuts on top. Yep. The thing is, though, is if I was really hungry, I would just take the walnuts off. And I would just eat the this brownie. This is what I mean. Like, yet, No. So, we got to go... Some places are just like, absolutely... I will not touch this snack. Do you Get have that in mind? Yes, I do. What do you have in mind? I w- if there's a a wreckage of a Funyun truck right there, I'm not. I'm walking. I don't care. Really? You're yeah, not a Funyun guy? I'll go find the next truck. I'll, I don't care. I'm not huh. having it. Don't Funyun. want it. Not in my life. I think that's fair. Though They smell repulsive. If it's a Bugles truck, I'll drive it off the road. I'll <laughs> cause the wreck. But the Funyuns, no. no thank you. you will stand in front of the Bugles truck and risk your life in order for it to miss you swerve and into a building so I'll, that you can... I'll put the big gag rope yeah. along the, across the road and Man, stop it in its tracks. I'll tell you, Corey, I don't know that I have an immediate snack that, you know... I, I, I don't know if I have one. 
Because, I mean, the morning show talks about the rollover trucks all the time. Yeah. And what, you know, puns they can make out of it. Like, in a clear situation where it's like, this is free and you're desperate. Do you want it? Like, it's interesting to see what people would not take. My mind, this is just just the way my mind works. You're still kind of a kid. So, like, you will snack, like... Something reckless, I, I, right? And but I don't know why my mind continues to go to this place, but my mind keeps telling me, Nate, you wouldn't go to the mayo truck. And obviously, <laughs> there no one. Well, I mean, some people would go to the mayo truck. Right. I would walk. Not only would I, I would try to avoid being near people that were interested in the mayo truck because it would throw me off that much. But so you just walk in and it's just like canned tuna everywhere, and you're the cats are going crazy, but you are just like <laughs> not about it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I would not eat the canned tuna. I, I would walk past the canned tuna truck. But is that is that considered a snack? I, I, I mean, are you a cat? I mean, the that's guy, a great question. So, I I myself am not a cat. Okay, so probably. Um, um, I see snacks. See, I'm thinking now of like, there's your savory snacks. You got your chips. You got your right. Uh, they're all they're all in the carb food, food group. But you also have your sweet kind of snacks. I'm think I'm like I'm I'm my, in my mind I'm in the candy bar aisle right now, and I'm just going through process of elimination of like what would I not eat? Okay, I've got it. Okay, I've got it. And Let's- all it took me was the generic part. Like when you walk in the candy aisle, you've got the generic, you know. I don't know what you'd want to call them, local gummy candy aisle where it's knockoff, yeah. no-name candy, and then you get into the actual legitimate candy bar area Correct. where it's merchandised properly, it's got its own area. You're in the bulk section. You're in the bulk section. But I am talking about the part that's got the yellow label with the clear plastic bag that's stapled to it, mm-hmm. and it looks like... Ooh, yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, if there was a peach ring truck... I would help push it over. <laughs> I would I would push it into into Kaz Creek. Absolutely not. Peach rings are one of the worst things that have horrified. Another one, circus peanuts. <laughs> Those and that's in the same part of the store that I'm talking about. Yes, this, absolutely. Just terribly sad, always stocked full. Bringing that because nobody shops. So here's no. my thing: is no. where does the guy that restocks those does he just come and restock after the expiration date does he like mark on his notes like okay well i don't have to be back here for two and a half years <laughs> yes so these will, these will keep these, <laughs> these will be fine this, don't worry about it so there you go um yeah so that's a, oh man that's really good i feel like if there was a neko wafer truck that ran oh. off the road like there might be like just a swarm of seventy-year-old men going after it, but yeah. I'm not a part of that. Well, you you will not be a part of Absolutely that. In fact, not. you won't even. That's the thing. Like th- you're talking about something so cringeworthy that you wouldn't even want to watch in entertainment. Oh the no, people do it. Horrifying. Yeah, I don't want to see people stoop that low that they feel like they have to get. I, nasty I don't want people to feel like they're ever in a in a difficult spot enough where like today I'm gonna I'm gonna nutri- I'm, I'm like I'm gonna satiate myself by eating a bag of expired peach rings. <laughs> Right, you know, because they're expired they when expired. they're manufactured. But like, frankly, right they're at, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're at their best at post expiration date. Yeah, it's oh man, it is borderline. And like, I, I, you know, you I apologize because it's watch probably list. like a local company that no, is making care. the. Oh, I don't care. No, absolutely not. <laughs> All right. If you're well, gonna make a bad product, that's on you. Yeah, that that's on you, right? And and hey, I mean, it, there's got to be some money in it. Some. some I don't. I don't know there? what it. I, to be around that long, there's got to be some kind of money in it. I mean, listen, I've I've seen the budget. The government buys a lot that's of crap right. it doesn't need to. Like, that's it's, right. It's plausible that this is like some kind of aid program that the money got moved around. Some 
Real, FEMA. Like, is it's, it's some FEMA money that goes to local companies to make peach rings. Is it rings. a money laundering joint? Like, is this just how they launder It the is. Money? The peach ring manufacturer is really a front for, uh, <laughs> for a money laundering <laughs> I ring. mean... It's plausible. Man, you really, I, I, I appreciate where this show has gone because I just, you know, listen, when I was driving in this morning, I'm part of me was like, okay, I'll call Corey. And this was only because I was on part of the 33 that was very sketchy on the way in. And I'm like, man, I could definitely see myself, you know, driving my car into, because I was sliding a little bit, mm. un, you know, unknowingly sliding. Right. So I was thinking, all right, well, maybe I'll call Corey. If he, if Corey doesn't show, then I'm not, I'm gonna turn around right now. Oh no, I got uh, I was here. But you live down the street. Yeah, and honestly, in this part of town, it was fine. There was nothing. Yeah. It was bare, ba- bare pavement on a Maple Road. Like it's we didn't get anything. Up there. Yeah, so you know, I, I didn't do it. I just kept driving. But uh, it, it definitely it, it had a little bit of vibes of that 2000. And I think it was 15, 2016 storm. But um, but everybody who does this show lives that would have to plausibly drive through a snowband. You live in the city. I think Joe lives in the city. Brayton lives in Springville. Yeah, Brayton lives in Springville. And I think uh, Lou lives in the South Towns as well, right? I think Doesn't so. Live in Hamburg? Yeah, Hamburg so or everybody Parker, yeah. has to li- either lives in a snowband or would have to transition through it. So that, that, makes, that makes you sort of our go-to if things were to get bad. Like, you'd have to... Bad news for Alan. Bad, bad news for, for management in general. All right, um... We've got Sal Capaccio, who's going to join us here in just a moment. So Corey's dialing it up, uh, up Sal right now. So uh, let's go through a little bit of what we're talking about today. So obviously, you know, I wanted to start the show with snowstorm banter because that's what we do. Um, on top of snowstorm banter, um, we're going to talk a little bit about the Super Bowl today. I am lost on this game. I, I just tomorrow Super Bowl Sunday. Maybe it's COVID that has me thinking weird about. I just I cannot believe tomorrow is the Super Bowl. Um, I cannot believe that I have just absolutely zero rooting interest in the game whatsoever. And I think it's okay. So I'm going to ask Sal if it's okay, if, if there's no rooting interest for me in this game. Um, our man, the man, the myth, the legend, uh, who really is claim to fame, uh, comes along with the Bills' rise. Brother Bill uh, is going to join us at 1140. He's going to take a quick time out from his job, uh, get on the phone and talk to us a little bit about the Super Bowl um, and kind of who he's rooting for, what he's eating. And that's the other thing today. We're going to talk a lot about meals, Super Bowl food. What is everyone eating? Chris Trapasso, noon. Um, then I've got uh, a buddy of mine who is uh, who works over at uh, Lockdown Rams in the podcast over there, um, Sosa Kremgenes, and he's going to join us at uh, at twelve thirty. Talk a little bit about this Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff trade that went down, and then one p.m. Del Reed, the uh, I don't know the, the patron saint of Buffalo, is going to join us at one p.m. Um, we have Sale. Sale's going to join us now on the Western Hotline. Um, Sale, I started like thinking about this Super Bowl. Like maybe two days ago, I really just this has been one of the and and maybe I'm blaming the pandemic and just how everything's weird, but and maybe I'll blame a little bit that the Bills are you know lost one game before the Super Bowl, but I haven't even really been making food plan sale. Like I I haven't really done my Super Bowl snack shopping yet. I is it dejection? Do I feel like I don't want to enjoy the game? Like I I don't know what it is, and I'm wondering if you feel similarly. Yeah, you know, we're we're kind of in the same boat. We've been debating, like, what do we do? Do we see if anybody's doing anything? Do we have people over the house? And I'm like, eh. We're also, we're actually, we're, we're headed down to Florida on vacation uh, next week, uh, not this coming, but the week after, and um, a week from Monday. And I'm like, you know, I don't want to also, like, have something go wrong where all of a sudden, like, now, yep. you know, I'm in a position where, you know, I can't go. 
So I think a lot of that is happening, probably just people wrestling in their own minds with, you know, the different ways to go about this because of the pandemic. But also I think, yeah, it's just been a weird season where, you know, you haven't been able to get together a lot this year anyway, a lot of people. So maybe this is just a culmination of, yeah, let's just get past this thing, you know? Yeah, and probably, come on, Chiefs, Buccaneers. Yeah. Like, you watch yeah. it, you, you might, it's a lot of people in Buffalo just might want to watch it like a horror movie anyway, you know, <laughs> with your hand up and look through the fingers, basically. Well, you know, it's funny because, like, even as something as, what what I would say is almost routine this time of year is like Super Bowl squares. I'm not in a Super Bowl square. Yeah. Like I haven't paid for it. Like it's just weird, and I don't have people knocking down my door, emailing me for pools, and like no. it just has a very different feel here. And it's maybe maybe it's more local. Maybe it's hyper local here to Buffalo in the Western New York area. But yeah, and and the Tom Brady factor, um, the Chiefs. It just feels like. I don't know. There, there's a lot playing into the sale, so I don't think there's one answer to this, but I, I'm, I'm glad I'm not alone in this because I felt all week like I was scared to get on this show and then this be the first time I'm talking about the Super Bowl, but it it really is. It's just like the first time I'm really sort of breaking it down and wanting to talk about it. Um, and, you know, for me, Sal, I, I still don't feel, and this is going to be one of those Super Bowls, even I can find a way to, like, bandwagon a team for this game and say, uh, you know, I'll go with, you know, Atlanta because obviously I want to see Atlanta beat the, beat the Patriots and beat Tom Brady. Even in this game, I'm asking myself, can I root for Tom Brady? And I know a lot of people are asking themselves that question. It's sort of been like the topic of discussion this week. Can you root for Tom Brady in this game? But I, I don't know that I can, and I don't know that I really care for the Kansas City Chiefs either. So, again, an even further predicament of the actual teams in the game. Right, I'm I'm basically in the same boat. I am not actively just rooting against Tom Brady like a lot of people in Buffalo are, and I get why. I totally respect it. Um, I'm also not actively rooting for him or the Chiefs, or in, in, in either case, in either scenario. To me, this is like, just get this game over with, tell me who wins, let's get on to 2021. By the way, I think that's also part of what you just talked about, which is I think we're just ready to get past this football season. Yeah, I think that might be part of it, too, which is, Tell me what 2021 looks like. I'm ready to get beyond it. I'm ready to have fans at the stadium and things like that. But, you know, as far as Brady, I, I just I don't have this deep-seated hatred for him. Yes, I understand what he meant towards Buffalo sports and what he did and how he lorded over them and beat the Bills for so long. He's not a patriot anymore. It doesn't matter. He's also, by the way, close to my age. And as you know, I'm a, I'm a super competitive guy. I like to play sports still, you know, the weekend warrior type stuff. And, I just have so much respect yeah. for him to be able to do what he's doing at his age. It really is incredible. I'll also say this. I have a little schadenfreude in my life, which is I have, you know, I live down in the Tampa area, mm-hmm. and they, I, I lived through them winning a Super Bowl and winning Stanley Cups. And, like, come on. I don't want them to win another championship. These people, Buffalo's never had one. Um, and at the same time, the Chiefs, it's, I'm, I'm kind of over them already. It's only been two years, and there is some scar tissue from a couple of weeks ago, no doubt. I think so. And, Sal, I, I've been hearing people talk about this when I've been watching TV this week, about how it feels like Tom Brady, since moving in, into Tampa and with Bruce Arians and the people that he's with, and Bruce Arians as a coach and, and kind of just looking at his coaching staff and just seeing how he's a great guy. The coaches they have are great guys, Byron Lefwich and and – has Tom Brady, though, become – like, everyone seems to say that Tom Brady's become more likable um, as he's sort of entered into this phase of his career. And uh, it's hard to agree with it, but I also think that I certainly like him more now than I did when I was 
20 years old. So I guess in theory he's more likable. But, like, do you buy well, that? Like, I think that's partly because you're growing up. And, again, it goes back to what I said a little while ago. You're understanding, I think, what, what he truly – what has gone into his career to get him to this point. Yeah. And, and I think you have – it's it's probably more of a health and respect for you that you have for him, not a likability. Maybe you know what I mean. Right. But it, there might be there might be likability from the part of he's not with Bill Belichick anymore, and I think that that, that has, might be a two. That has really kind of stifled a lot of people's personalities. Now, you know, granted, you go and play for Bill Belichick, you you have a great chance to win rings, but it's also because Tom Brady's there, and that's another issue here. But it's you know, I think that the, the personality of a lot of the players that's played for him over the years may have been stifled. That's come out. Have you ever seen? I've talked about it before. Have you ever seen the Tom versus Time Facebook thing? Uh, where they, they show his rookie year picture all the way to now? Are you talking about that no, one? No, 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 no. It's a, it's a series on Facebook. Oh, no, I have not. Year. I have not. Oh, you got to go watch it. It's only like 10 minutes long, but there's like four or five, six episodes, whatever. They're, they're, they're short episodes, but it goes through like everything. And personal follows him around, has interviews with Giselle, mm. uh, shows him working out, all those things. And lots of people didn't like it. I just found it fascinating, just like this guy at this level, at this stage of his career, and what you know football meant to him and means to him, and how he prepares and things like that. It's the thing where people make fun of him because of the way because he kissed his son. Sure, you know I mean? sure. Which, by the way, I've never been. I'm a very affectionate dad myself. I, I don't have any problem with what I saw in that. But you know, that's beside the point. I'm just saying that I think that that that's how polarizing he is. You watch something like that, you either oh my god, make fun of him, right, or you're like wow, look at this guy and what he. You know, you you gain more of a healthy respect for him in that regard. I think. So, if you're a Bills fan, Sale, I, I, looking at for a long time, Tom Brady representing a dynasty that was in your backyard in your division and sort of just lording over you, like you mentioned, for two decades. But watching this Kansas City Chiefs team, and particularly if I've watched back that that Bills AFC Championship game a couple of times, and it feels like they are a machine, Sal. And I, I'm wondering, what do you think, if you're a Bills fan, might be a better scenario for you? Is that Kansas City winning their second straight Super Bowl and going into next offseason with back-to-back Super Bowl wins? Or... Like and for me, the only reason I say that I think I might want that, and that might be my rooting interest, is just seeing them win two in a row because I feel like I don't need them manufacturing a chip on their shoulder for next year. Right, does that right. does that make sense? Yeah, I totally get you. I've been thinking about this as well. Like, I mean, if they get their second, you know, and um, you know, Andy Reid, uh, you know, he he's already kind of cemented his legacy with one, right? But yeah, he gets which is another crazy one to think and, about too. Yeah, you're not going to say they're going to back. You're not going to say they're going to back off. You know, the gas pedal. But sure, I think that. You know, if they lose, it's a little bit more incentive for them to kind of, you know, prove it to get it back there again next year. And, you know, there's always that. Everybody needs a little edge in, in some way, shape, sure. or form. And now, yes, I, I agree with what you're saying, and it is it is interesting for sure. Sale, I wanted to uh, get your thoughts on a couple of things I know you're going to go over and have gone over in your Sales Sports and Stuff podcast, which, of course, you can find. Uh, well, first of all, tell folks where you can find your, your podcast um, in case people haven't uh, checked it out. It's a great podcast. Uh, it, you can go right to radio.com slash WGR550.com podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just if people just type in Sales Sports and Stuff, it comes up, and it's right okay. there on our website. You can download and listen. It's also through iTunes. Yeah, subscribe and um, you know throw throw some nice comments on there and things. But yeah, I've been I did one every single day this week. Well, Tuesday through Friday through yesterday. And I, what I did was I've been going through the state of the bills, position by position. I write an article, then the next day I do a podcast to supplement the article. And basically, it's the same stuff in the article, but with more thoughts. You know, like the article takes you probably ten minutes to read, but it's me going through everything even more in detail for a, you know about each podcast is about twenty five minutes. To 30 minutes, and then I, I added some more stuff. Um, you know, just some some quarterback stuff. Deshaun, Goff, 
Stafford, those kinds of things. But yeah, uh, you know, it's been interesting doing it because I think, you know, going through each position and really kind of breaking down where the Bills stand has been very interesting. So, Sal, the reason I bring up your podcast is I, I was um, I was on Joe um, Joe Marino's podcast yesterday on Lockdown Bills, and we we talked a little bit about Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott's press conference after the AFC Championship game and sort of their their year end press conference. And I don't know, there there could be a lot of things that the Bills went over in that podcast, uh, not in the podcast, but in that press conference, and. You know, I, I I left that thinking to myself. Not that I expected them to go up there and almost and it be celebratory, right? Like, listen, we we've got to the AFC Championship game. This is you know this was the most successful season in Buffalo in twenty plus years. I think there could have been a tune of let's pat each other on the back, let's talk about the the great things that we accomplished this year. And that just couldn't be further from what happened. And and it was really refreshing for me, Sal, because we've had press conferences that ha- we've had you know general managers and head coaches patting their back after eight wins um, and not making playoffs. So for me, I, I wanted to kind of hear your thoughts on the overall tone of that press conference and what you maybe took from that and, and how this team and how this organization is built and what they're going to do to sort of, I don't know, run it back next year. Yeah, I agree with you. First of all, so everybody knows, it was two separate Zoom calls. They weren't together, so everybody knows. You know, but 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 I agree with you 100. percent And I'll actually say this: I'll go as so far as to say that I think that was the best Sean McDermott media session maybe he's had since he's become Bills head coach. I loved it. I, I loved the way McDermott sounded. I loved the way he talked about starting over. You know, what really resonated with me, Bulldog talked about this too, is when he said, "If you think you're this close," and he puts his his forefinger and his thumb together, you know, so like this close. If you think you're this close because you got to the AFC Championship game, like you're never going to get back. You have to start over again. You've got to do this all again. Like the way he talked about that was great and it was refreshing. And I will tell you, like these are high – NFL buildings are made up of highly competitive people, first of all. I think, don't think people understand like how competitive these types of people are that have to have these jobs. But that, these guys, McDermott and Bean – they, they want a Super Bowl so bad. They, they, they want to let everybody know, and amongst themselves in the building, that you, this, is not, like, this is not where we're settling. This is not like the, oh, yeah, we got here, and like you said, pat yourself on the back. This is, hey, we, see what we can do? Well, guess what? We've got to do a lot better than this if we want to take the next step. Not just, not just win three more quarters. Like, start over again and do better and be better than every, in everything and every facet we did. And McDermott talking about, looking at the entire operation. And that's what you have to do every single year. So I agree with that. And then, you know, being that specific on things like, you know, tight end and, you know, not in, in the position there necessarily, you know, paying Josh Allen and stuff like that we got into, I just thought McDermott was awesome in that particular Zoom call. Sale Capaccio here in the Western Hotline. Sale, um, I'll, I'll let you go after this. I, I wanted to kind of get your overall thoughts on – the salary cap, because I think it's it's a I know we have, you know, I was talking about this with Joe yesterday, too, about how Buffalo is one of the most unique sports markets in terms of the NFL. I think there are more outlets to get really good content, whether it's podcasts, whether it's radio shows, whether it's writing old school, new school. Like there's just a lot of great outlets to get um, to, to get in your bills content. And I think the one thing that has been almost universal is everyone's talking about how the bills can navigate this salary cap situation, the crunch they're in this year. Although, I, you 
you know, looking forward in the future, Brandon Bean has done a good job. They have long-term cap stability, and that not every team has that sale, although it's certainly a crunch this upcoming season. I suspect that, listen, Brandon Bean, it's an art form, the salary cap, and I suspect that they're going to do what's necessary to create enough room to help them build this roster this year, but I don't think they're going to do it in sacrificing the flexibility that he spent three years creating in the future. So, like, how do you balance that this offseason where – I don't know, if you're Brandon Bean, you have to make enough moves so that you at least feel when you get on the field in July, August, and September that you're putting out a team that's at least as good or as talented as the one that, that was on the field in 2020. And I think that's harder than it sounds, Sal. It, it, it is. There's a few things here about that, which are, first, you're right, they, they're not going to sacrifice the long-term stability of what they're trying to do here and what they've built you know, for you know, this year specifically, uh, this coming year specifically. You know, and that goes beyond salaries, by the way. I'll give you a great example. A lot of, how many times this year did I hear, did you hear, I can't believe, why, why, why is Dane Jackson out of the roster? Why is he not in the active roster? And my answer would always be, okay, you can make an argument for it. I, I get it. Like, I like Dane Jackson, too. But the reason is because they don't just look at this year. They look at the player development, too. Like, Dane Jackson, they want to have him for years to come and make sure that he's doing the right thing. That's a great example of, Hey, we, we're not doing this just for this year. Like we have this guy, he is he is somebody we believe in for the future too. So they look short term and long term, and then financially they're going to have to do that as well. And yes, I, I think the way that they've gone about Tre'Davious White, Deion Dawkins, I think what's going to happen with Josh Allen is, hey, we got to pay these guys. Let's do it in a way where you know we're going to have some flexibility going forward. We can do the things we want, but let's remember we're not. Once we get to a point where our team is where they are now. Where guys are good, their contracts are coming up. You can't keep everybody. There's going to be tough decisions. But yes, I think they're going to have to maneuver around. The other thing people have to remember is it's not just the team. Players have says in this, right? Yep. Guys like John Feliciano. I go over this in in in, in my uh, article here that I wrote for the offensive line yesterday, and I'll do a podcast on. You know, John Feliciano may say, "Hey, I really want to stay in Buffalo, and I'll take less." And Daryl Williams may say, "Eh." you know what, I've earned the right now to go and you know show and make as much money as possible, or vice versa. I'm right. using those guys as yep. an example. So you have to determine, and you have to go to each guy. Quentin Spain last year did that. He said, I just want to play, I like playing in Buffalo. I'll stay here. You know, so they signed him to a deal before a free agency. So those are things that Brandon Bean, and one thing I'll tell you, Brandon Bean and his staff, Joe Shane and Morgan and Terrence Gray and all those guys, like all the people, and then you know Jim Overdorf who does the contracts and things, they're very good at communication, and they're very well-respected around the league and agents and things like that. And that's why I think the Bills and fans should feel that they're in good hands with this particular regime that's in place. All right, Sal, thanks for joining me, man. Enjoy the game tomorrow. Uh, what do you? So if, if you guys don't have any uh, plans set in stone, have you guys figured out uh, like what you guys are doing snack-wise, eating what your, uh, what your main dish is going to be for the Super Bowl? We've been, you know, Max has been really, uh, we've been making pizzas at Ooh. home by ourselves. And uh, he's been really into it lately. He's like, yeah, I want to make a pizza. So uh, he, um, I think he might, he wanted to make a Buffalo Bills pizza because we did one like a couple weeks ago. So he might want to do that again. So I think that's what we'll do. We'll probably make some, make a pizza or something like that. But yeah, doing some homemade stuff. You know, it'll be cool. We'll just we'll just hang out probably by ourselves, watch the game. He says he picked the Bucks. By the way, he said okay. Bucks are going to win twenty seven twenty. That was Ooh, wow. I'll tell you what, Bucks hold the uh, Kansas City to twenty points. I know. Uh, there's going to be a lot of angry betters out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I told him it'll probably be higher scoring than that, but hey, I don't. That's not a bad thing. Hey, no, I just, I, I, I totally agree too. I, I think both defenses are going to be playing much better than they did in that uh, their, their earlier season matchup. So, all right, Sal, enjoy the game, man, and uh, and uh, enjoy the weekend too. 
All right, you too. Thanks. Thanks. Sal Capaccio there on the Western Highline. I'm going to take a timeout. I got kind of a weird segment here. Uh, I'm going to take two quick breaks here so that I can make sure I get Brother Bill at 1140 here on WGR. Body moving. Body moving. Body moving. We be body moving. Body moving. Body moving. Matt Milano. Daryl Williams, John Feliciano. Is it, are we playing the pyramid right now? No, I, I'm I'm saying names that I know people they're worried about. Right? They're they're oh. they're worried about Matt Milano. They're worried about John Feliciano. We've got we've got some of this to talk about. So we got Brother Bill, uh, my man, uh, coming up next, who uh, is best known for his terrific mustache and me being a mustache guy who who respects that. Uh, we're gonna bring him on. Talk a, a little mustache bit. guy. I've been known. It doesn't count because you've got scruff. Yeah, but no, it's you pronounced. Have, sure, whatever. Pronounced. Get rid of this and All we'll right. talk. That's fine. I'll do it. I'll do it today and I'll send you a picture. I'm going to take a timeout so I can get a full segment here with Brother Bill. It's coming up next here on WGR. All right, everybody, good morning. Welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday. Our uh, our segments, I, I moved around a little bit to make sure that uh, my next guest here had enough time to talk about why he's rooting for for Tom Brady. Is that right, Brother Bill? Did I hear that right? Are you rooting for Tom Brady this weekend? <laughs> I'm, like, pretty torn, man. I can't lie. I have a, a bad taste in my mouth from the Chiefs game from the, the after-the-whistle stuff. And, uh... I, I I guess I kind of am like I I'm not too sold on either team right now. So I honestly. think your problem, and I think this is all of our problem, because I think I I I'm leaning towards it myself. Just just so you know, but right. I think the problem is recency bias. I think we're all still a little hot about the Kansas City Chiefs, and for us to overlook 20 years, bro, Bill, I don't know how you how old you are. Uh, I'm 29, and um. I mean, I, I don't have a day in my teens or really in my 20s until, you know, recently um, where Tom Brady wasn't, like, you know, being used as a dartboard in my basement. <laughs> I'm 26, so I grew up, I think one of my first games was was right after his Super Bowl win, so I pretty much grew up in his In his shadow, his damn it. Brain. In his shadow. What'd you say? We, we grew up yeah. in his shadow, dude. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. So, so I definitely... Go ahead. I don't like either. I don't like either. It's tough. It's like picking between the better of two poisons or whatever the saying is. Yeah. Um, but, but what you said is true. Like, we were destroyed by him for so long. And uh, I guess part of it is, like, if he wins, maybe it makes the Patriots, like, way not seem so awesome. You know what I mean? Like, maybe it's like, <laughs> oh, the Patriots' way isn't that great. But I don't know. It, it's a... I'm what, I was really thinking we were going to be. I thought we were going to be there. Well, I'm listen, I, I'm the same way. And <laughs> listen, I you know, I mean, I picked the Bills to win the AFC Championship game, and maybe it was a little, maybe that was a little, maybe I got ahead of myself a little bit. But I mean, listen, this Kansas City Chiefs team is probably the best football team, like collection of oh, players yeah. and quarterback and top to bottom coach, head offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, like everything about the Kansas City Chiefs is like one of the best put together teams of my lifetime. So losing to them wasn't like. You know, ultimately, like a heartbreak. But I think too, Bill. I think about this a lot. I think about if the Bills got to this game, if the Bills could have potentially, if the Bills won the Super Bowl, like what the path 
to them winning the Super Bowl would have been. They would have beaten two former MVPs and one of the maybe greatest players of all time, and I think a, oh a Hall of Famer in Phillip Rivers in the first round. Like the For the Bills to have gotten to the Super Bowl would have been a story in itself, but for them to win it and to think about all the players and the the, the, the level of, of talent that they had to go through at the quarterback position, I mean, it would have been Amazing. crazy to talk about. I compared it to uh, the movie Holes, how like uh, Shia LaBeouf's character, what was his name? Um, what was his Stanley name? Yelnet. Stanley Yelnet. <laughs> he had this family curse for years, right? And uh, he can't break it. Like the family's just always got bad luck. And then he, his great great grandson of of Madame Zeroni gets carried up the mountain, and like that was like the end of the curse. And like that's what it would have felt like, because like it was an indirect thing to beat Brady. Like he's not on the Patriots anymore, but we swept the Patriots, and then we're gonna beat Brady and win the Super Bowl, and it would have been like Stanley Yelnitz carrying up zero up that mountain and, like, finally ending it all. You know, it would have just been the perfect story. Listen, I brought you on the show to talk about the Bills and your holes reference really speaking to me right now. Uh, you just you can't, you can't prepare for a guest to, to go full holes on you, and uh, I, I definitely appreciate it, by the way. Um, but listen, man, I, I, I want to know, first and foremost, what you're doing for the big game tomorrow. I, I was just talking to Sale about this. I have not really even begun to think about this game. I don't have a rooting interest. I don't particularly care who wins or loses. I don't particularly care to watch the game for the commercials. I Like, even that, right? In years past, like you're like, all right, we'll yeah. watch the game for the commercials. Uh, Tampa's playing at home, and they're not going to even use the cannons when they score? Like, why watch this game? That's That's really where I'm at at this point. I'm right with you, man. Like, this is the least interested I've ever been in a Super Bowl. Like, just being that close and... Being very confident, honestly, that we were going to do it, um, I'm just, I'm just not that excited. I'm probably going to go hang out with my dad, eat some food, uh, definitely watch the Pepsi halftime show. You know, you know me. <laughs> I know, I know how you stand with the Pepsi, but I'm tuning in for the Pepsi halftime show. That's what I'm coming for. Uh, Global superstar of the weekend is who you're. Uh, by the way, I feel uncomfortable when they when they like the, national recording artist. Oh, is that what they say? That's that's why well, anybody who ever did an anthem at a Bills game and they nobody knew who they were. They were always national recording as artist. National recording artist. That's so regional legend, Bill, uh, brother Bill. I think it's. I think if you want, you could consider changing your Twitter name to that if you want. I think I may have just helped you there. But um, what I was going to ask you about, man, is you know this was a really fun season. I think you know it maybe more so. Nothing signifies kind of the fun that Bills fans had than I think kind of your whole persona um i think it really like exemplified like what it was and how fun this ride was considering it was a year like no other um where we didn't have the ability to like spend time with people that you only know because of you know where they park in the tailgate right. you know like they're like you just didn't have those types of relationships this year so i wanted to, I, part of why i wanted to bring you on is i i kind of wanted to, to get your overall thoughts of like how cool this season was like what about this year kind of changed your changed your life but more so like changed the way that you're a, a fan like and 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 what you're doing moving because i know it changed me in a lot of ways um but i'm i'm interested to kind of hear from you because i think you had you sort of signified like how fun this year ultimately was and how modified it ended up being yeah man this was like the first season where uh the expectations in like training camp that like you those lofty expectations you you tell yourself every year came true. And, like, as, a, as much as I believe that there's always, like, a shock factor to that, it's actually happening. Like, you have to almost sit back and pinch yourself. that like, wow, the Bills are doing this. 
And that was just an amazing feeling to, like, start going, going into, like, good matchups and being like, I'm not even scared. Like, that we are the – in my head, we are the favorite pretty much that whole last half of the season. It was like, yeah, we'll be anybody you put in front of us. And that gets us to, like, the Chiefs where, like, I was – the, so confident going in that game just because of what we've done, and that that's so new to have that like legit, authentic confidence. So that was something awesome to like suddenly have in the team, and that's something that's like not going away. Like I think that's going to be the norm for a while. Um, but just the Twitter thing was was awesome to like really meet like people like you and like Greg Thompson and like all these awesome guys that like I become friends with that I've never even really met in person that uh, have just accepted me into this community and like just kind of my whole shtick was to kind of give everyone a sense of the tailgate since we weren't able to be there. It was like, how can I embody what we all love and what we all do in my, in my room (laughs) or in my (laughs) kitchen or whatever it is. And I took all the classics and kind of like meshed it into a thing to, to kind of like connect with everybody and, and make people laugh, and maybe that, like, was the substitute for, like, hey, instead of waking up early and, and pounding beers and, and getting ready for the game, we can wake up early and watch Brother Bill's wake-up video and, and kind of laugh or whatever it might be. So I, I'm actually glad that you brought that up because I, I have to know, so the Keurig, right? When you put the beer in the Keurig and it goes in your coffee cup, it's, it's hot beer, right? It is hot. So tell me a little bit about, like, just, like, doing that a lot like more than more than one time like what was that like (laughs) the keurig is strictly for for beer usage now because it just dude you have to like it like foams for like a good 10 minutes after like things still come out of it after i i'm done brewing it so that one's pretty much shot like we don't use that for our coffee that's strictly beer um it's it's a beerig beerig, yes (laughs) it's definitely uh it, it was scary the first time, you know, You're like, what is this going to taste like? I kind of let it cool down so I can chug it in the video. I don't drink it straight out. Um, but it's not so bad, honestly, as weird as that sounds. Like, it, it's it's definitely more beer tasting than coffee. You don't get as much of the coffee in the in the, in the the drink. So I'm, it just became uh, the new norm, you know? I like don't know if else. we can broadcast this. Yeah, like, we, th- like, are we violating FCC rules by the, putting this over the air? It's very possible, but the fact that we, I think... <laughs> If, if nothing else, if Brother Bill leaves this show and, 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 and over the Keurig logo on his Keurig, if he just puts some white tape and puts Beerig. He absolutely violated the warranty on that thing. Yeah, That's 100%. Well, actually, the Geneva Convention might have even been might have been violated in, in heating up that, that beer. But listen, like at the end of the day, I have done some, you know terrible things with beer beer is bill's on a watch list right now that's what's going on (laughs) bill is actually not allowed to fly with beer he's Uh, gonna show up on the airport he's gonna get some bad news man (laughs) so listen bill last thing i want to ask you um is you know i I, it's funny because um you know we 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 kind of joke about it on twitter there's there is two kind of bill's personalities on twitter there's fan personality and then there's sort of like me who well actually i think there's three i I feel like i I might be a hybrid between like analyst but also still fan because i grew up down the street and was a season ticket holder but you know, I, I think about this, and I'm hoping, Bill. This is really, this is a hope for me that week one in 2021, we're, there's enough vaccines to have like at least a modified tailgate. Um, but 
I, I'm what I wanted you to do is for a minute here describe to me what week one tailgate will be like, whether it's 2021 or 2022, when everyone's back in the hammers lots and they're back at the uh, the one parking lot that's behind the seven, the old 7-Eleven that's now like a corner store and like the grass lot and the mud lot. Like, what's it going to be like when everyone's back? Like, what's that first tailgate sound and feel and smell like? Maybe more so smell like. Cigarettes, definitely. You always get a cigarette <laughs> scent in the, in the Bill's lots. Uh, <laughs> dude, I it's gonna be like a family reunion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's gonna be like it's almost gonna be like we like a parade. I feel like like we're gonna be so happy. Like I that's a huge part of my life that's missing. Like there's days where I'm going through the quarantine and like I'm doing what I'm supposed to do and being safe, and I kind of forget what everything's like and it's just normal and you're kind of like going on with your life. And then there's days where like it just hits you. Like I'll just sit down and be like, I miss going to a Bills game. Like I haven't had that and I've. That's something I've done for 20 years, 21 years of my life. So to be able to have that back and have all the people, like you said, you just know people from the games. Like I, there's some people I sit next to every now and then that like I know and you haven't seen them. Because the only time you see them is between September yeah. and December. That's it. Yeah, 100%. And that's going to just be, oh, man, it's going to be like a, fa- a big, happy delusional family reunion so listen if you go to the big box stores you can go get one of those um outlets that you uh put into your cigarette uh lighter tray which by the way (laughs) could could i just go on record as does anyone still use that to light a cigarette (laughs) maybe a bills fan would like maybe Bills fans would, um, but what I was going to tell you, Bill, is so you they've got these little like mobile outlet units. So when we are back uh, and we do have tailgating back available, you can bring the Keurig. I'm going to do a live wake up call. Like that's my big plan for for whenever we're allowed back. I'm doing it in person, waking up on the table, drinking the Keurig in front of heating up the Keurig, drinking it in front of everybody, and hunting something the moon it i'll tell you what it's way it's way less messy than the mustard and ketchup bath so (laughs) i'm good listen if this is tradition you can sign me up i will at some point i will come and join you and i will drink a warm beer with you let's go that's a promise (laughs) that's a promise brother i appreciate you man thanks for hopping on and uh during your lunch break uh and more importantly uh it's been a fun ride man watching your uh watching your twitter profile kind of uh kind of blow up it's been fun man i appreciate uh, all that you do and uh enjoy the off season man and let me know if i could uh if i could ever be on uh, on a show or a podcast with you i'd do it anytime dude awesome thank you so much for having me I my pleasure brother it. brother bill there on the west Tour hotline talking some bills fun i think we had a cap the season off in a good way by talking about warm beer. And I'm not really ready to just move on from that. I think there has to be a lot of a lot of reflection on that. Crisis um, counseling. Crisis counseling. We do have counselors available here for you at the station if you need to talk to someone. If you need to talk to someone about putting your beer through a Keurig. I think it's amazing. We've been trapped in our houses for a year. Things are going to go south. And I, I think that's as, that's as close to... See... You know, some people might view that as rock bottom. I view that as maybe we're at, we finally figured out where the ceiling is. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the human evolution. Can it get better? Can it get better? Here we are. Chris Trapasso is going to join us next. Talk a little bit about um, some free agents, some draft picks, the whole nine. So we're going to do that next with Chris Trapasso on WGR.
MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.